0: Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly that's Adam Swim Silly S-C-I-L-L-Y all donations greatly appreciated thank you for helping me to support calm and now on with monkey tennis
1: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Geeky Palmer
3: Smelly Alan Fartridge! Linton Travel Tavern seemed an obvious choice. Monkey tennis? At the BBC of all places. Be real. Monkey tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. Monkey tennis? I wish things had turned out differently, but I'm glad they didn't. Monkey tennis? it will be called Alan's Show. I decided. And would be absolutely ace. Monkey Tennis? But needless to say, I had the last laugh.
0: Hello pod fans and welcome to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. I'm Adam Brooks and I'm joined by Tom Dark.
4: I also have a daughter whose
0: birth invoked similar feelings. Nick Alder? In 1967, I misdiagnosed myself with cancer of the ball bag. And Tom Stab. Whether you regard it as an and art form, a woodland hunting
2: technique, or just a big version of darts, this is
0: archery. Lovely stuff. <laughs> um, so as you should know by now, we are tackling the book, Eye Partridge, We Need to Talk About Alan, uh, phase by phase, and we're uh, coming through Alan's early years. Before we get into that, I just want to remind you about our forthcoming live show. We're going to be tackling Knowing Me, Knowing Yule, and speaking to Simon Michael the Geordie Greenall live at the Prince Charles Cinema in London's Leicester Square on Wednesday, November the twenty second. If you haven't got tickets yet, you can pick them up from postpoppodcast.com slash monkey tennis live. But anyway, enough about that, let's get on. Carol. So before we get started, uh, over to Tom Dark to give us an update on the track listing for this chapter.
4: Okay. Yeah, thanks, Nick. The mandatory listening for this chapter are the songs The First Time I Ever Saw Your Face by Roberta Flack and Fernando by ABBA. It's also worth pointing out that we're dealing with chapter four, Carol, in the audiobook. This is two chapters, Carol and Marriage.
0: So, it's the 13th of April, 1978. Alan and Carol Parry marry in case of St. Edmunds. Um, Alan is actually concerned about um, his wedding guests, so he's worried that there isn't disabled access at the venue, um, which actually is quite a, you know, nice thing for him to be um, thinking about. Although he does also flag that currently everyone is able-bodied, but <laughs> as the wedding is oh, some yeah. months away, there is uh, still time for someone to be involved in a serious road traffic accident. <laughs> it's a nice little insight yeah. into Alan mind, very yeah. warped way yeah. of thinking. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Morbid. Or, or um, uh, developing a degenerative brain disease. So he's, he's worried about this on a number of levels and he's worried for other people. I'm also a big fan of uh, his listing the reasons that Carol and then respectively he have chosen this particular uh, chapel. Um, Carol likes it for its pretty graveyard, its cherry blossom and its old world charm. Alan likes it for its ample parking and easy access to junction 5 of the A47. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, on the day of the wedding, Alan is up nice and early enjoying an egg medley term i'd not really heard before anyone else i think he's coined that term to be honest yeah one Uh, poached one boiled one baked a baked egg (laughs) (laughs) apparently so i I don't know what that would look like that's Um, the joke isn't it uh, maybe is a
2: baked egg a thing
4: uh yeah i'm not an egg eater you see people like uh the body coach or whatever they do like baked eggs in avocados things like that but madness yeah 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 Yeah. um
0: he gets to the venue and uh two hours to spare (laughs) (laughs) yeah Very much suffering with bum gas. <laughs> trailed says, by
4: an almost constant stream of his own bum gas. He says,
0: without wishing to be crude, and then probably goes on to use the crudest expression for yeah. parts, my own bum gas. <laughs> uh, he's also relieved to see that no one is disabled, so everyone can enter the venue. You. Thank God. One less <laughs> thing to worry about. Um, he kind of, kind of, I guess... He talks about Carol kind of um, and how she looks in her wedding dress and he's attempting to say something nice. So um, she comes in a white dress and with a veil that he describes as looking like a translucent burqa. Um, he then says she really did look a thousand dinars. The current uh, exchange rate for a thousand dinars makes it worth about 66 pence. <laughs> Change from a quid, Carol. Um, I love that he skips over the ceremony but says uh, it's a ceremony that he felt had been deliberately marred by the vicar's lisp. Deliberately? <laughs> as if he did, like intentionally developed up to the list. So um he goes on to talk about where uh, they met which is a, a cafe called uh, Rita's in Norwich which apparently made some of the best toast around. I mean literally you can't you can't <laughs> get toast wrong. <No> and um alan's uh going into the cafe after doing some scottish country uh dancing i'm slightly disappointed we didn't get any more insight into the scottish country dancing he kind of mentions it and apart from saying that he had a really tough day uh, and i think he um acronymizes it to is it scd he calls it um we don't really get any more insight in that but actually i'd be i'd be keen to 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 hear more or see more i'd love to see some footage of that uh, yeah him flailing around Uh, And he was kind of very much attracted to Carol, who's obviously also in Rita's with her glossy brown hair, which he said... Wouldn't look out of place on a dog show. <laughs> he also says, I love this bit. Again, extraneous information. In her right hand, she had a cup of tea, and in her left, she didn't. <laughs> uh,
2: she was looking disillusioned. Uh, and Alan says, Yes, the tea had that layer of scum that comes from adding the water before the milk. Question to the group What is the perfect way of making tea? What is the best way of making tea? I think there's only one answer, but there are different versions. I want to know. Adzi.
0: Oh, um, I would go. I'd go hot water onto the tea bag. Tea bag yes. already in the cup. Yes. Uh, I'd give it two squishes with a teaspoon against <laughs> the, the side. Term. Yep. Remove and place elsewhere. Uh, enter 15 to 20 mils of milk and then stir three times with a teaspoon. As he's nailed it. Is that the consensus yeah, round the yeah, table? Yeah, I think oh, so. oh, thank
2: God. None yeah, yeah. of you people
0: are add the milk oh, with it's the tea bag. milk first. Oh, be real. Be first. real. Yeah. <laughs> so we get the all important confirmation. Not that we needed it. That Fernando was conceived on hell vellum. Yep. I guess kind of you know talks about life as a parent as and as a father and it all kind of sounds like it's coming from a good place you're kind of thinking what's the gag here spends and about three pages talking about fernando's birth yeah exactly and um it's all good and then you realize that at the end he closes that by saying i also have a daughter denise whose birth invokes similar feelings so, yeah <laughs> in fact in the book it's written slightly differently he says i also have a daughter whose birth invokes similar feelings and then you have to go to the footnote, footnote. for it to say Denise. denise. i added denise
4: well, I, I think, I think it might be in the audio book yeah. it's probably
0: in the audio book yeah. no no, no because just...
4: I think that d- that destroys
0: the joke if he does yeah. that yeah, yeah, to yeah, a yeah, certain yeah. extent so that concludes uh, the chapter on Carol although don't worry there's a lot more Carol to cover um, and that takes us on to hospital radio again Tom coming to you for an update on the track listings
4: so your mandatory listening for this chapter is Papa Joe by The Sweet
0: so there's not a huge amount to cover on this so we kind of uh, get a, a brief kind of overview of Alan's kind of stint at hospital radio um, he starts by kind of saying that one of the worst things he ever did was kick a pig which <laughs> I'm confident there's a much much worse much, yeah. worse thing that he, he's done well, well he well, shot he a he man. did shoot someone yeah, <laughs> yeah which he doesn't really uh, well we'll come to his kind of uh, there's a whole chapter on that yeah yeah, yeah. there's much more to talk about <laughs> yeah, that. exactly
4: I'd like to know more about the circumstances that surrounded him kicking a pig why that happened so, Same. yeah
0: you don't really get any no. detail do you no, no. just that it's a school trip to Heston Farm in 1964 and he maintains it was self-defense <laughs>
4: brilliant <laughs> Uh, is it also at this point that Alan declares that he was active, he
0: had a good diet, and he was pubing well? He talks about pubing quite yeah. quite a lot. That's not the first time that he's used that, that, yeah. that phrase, pubing. I've been pubic for... 31 years now. yeah. yeah. There's something deeply unpleasant about the word pubic and pubic. And I'm not sure <laughs> Particularly why. Particularly but... when Alan's using it. <laughs> <Yeah>. And Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I use it embarrassingly. He's confident when he says it. Uh, yeah, yeah it, doesn't, it doesn't work for me.
4: There is a really brilliant piece of description in this chapter when Alan says... Snowflakes fell from the sky like tiny pieces of a snowman who had stood on a landmine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's so
0: good. Um, his uh, early broadcast style leaves a lot to be desired as well. Um, he turns up to work late and says, Woo, yeah, call off the search party. I'm here. It's one minute past eight and this is Alan Partridge. Or should I say the late Alan Partridge? Perhaps not because that would suggest I was dead and I'm not. But here's a list of people who are. <laughs> Great tack to take there on hospital yeah. radio. You're
2: saying that leaves a lot to be desired. It doesn't really develop that much better, does it really? to be honest
0: (laughs) it starts Um... bad and just Gets worse. He also uh, mentions briefly a number of singles that he's uh, frightened to play at Hospital Radio for fear of uh, offending people. Art Garfunkel's I Only Have Eyes For You, the recently blinded. <laughs> David Essex's Hold Me Close, Burns Victims. The Stylistics <laughs> Can't Give You Everything, The Terminally Ill. Tammy Winnett's Stand By Your Man, Paralyzed Women and Paralyzed Homosexual Men. <laughs> he also says that he spent 94 wonderful months at Hospital Radio. That's nearly eight years <laughs> doing <laughs> Hospital Radio. <laughs> he said he was broadcasting live during the deaths of some 800 patients <laughs> imagine Alan being the last thing you heard it's nearly 100
4: patients a year and then uh, at the end of the chapter um, he's talking about how he made some kind of vow to return year after year and then he just says, circumstances meant that I've not been able to get back to the hospital in the intervening 31 years in the main that's been down to me work commitments have made it simply unfeasible
0: <laughs> circumstances
4: <laughs> yeah uh, it was never
0: going to go. The only th- other thing I was going to um, mention was um, Alan obviously kind of considers himself a bit of a savvy businessman, yet he, um, when talking to uh, Rick Shears, who employs him there, says, will I get loads of salary at the prospect of going to a new station? <laughs> I just like, yeah, no idea. No clue, Alan. Um, I don't think there's a huge amount else on hospital radio. So moving on to local slash commercial radio. Upgrade. Again, as always, coming to you, Tom, for an update on the track listings. The tracks you need
4: to listen for this chapter are Jump by Van Halen and The Theme to Ski Sunday. Both bangers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, should we point out as well, uh, are these available to hear?
0: Can can people kind of uh, listen to these oh, on yes. a Spotify playlist? Uh,
4: we have compiled a Spotify playlist of all the uh, mandatory track listing from iPartridge, so we will post that up on our social media accounts.
0: Fantastic. So, Alan talks about his time at Our Price where he contributed to their in store radio, which didn't last very long. Uh, I assume everyone around the table does remember Our Price. So yes. fondly. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, the list of people that contributed to the Our Price in store radio uh, some names familiar, some not. So, Paul Stubbs, uh, John Boyd, uh, Brian Golding, who apparently had a wacky sense of humor with a genuine mental illness, <laughs> and killed himself in 1991. Oh. Yes. And then one, Phil
2: Schofield. Well, you might recognise that name, Philip Schofield. Uh, the detail in the book uh, goes as follows. Phil was always the baby of the group and had a snotty nose quality that we bullied out of him. Now better known as the presenter of TV's This Morning, Phil was back then a bit of a know-it-all and was brought down a peg or two by off-air pranks such as having his shoes filled with piss. Um, <laughs> what a and prank. He, and then he ends that section by just saying, Phil, if you're reading, why not give me a
0: call? He's yeah. desperate to get back in touch with yeah. Philip Schofield, as yet Yeah, he? we know why Phil's <laughs> not giving you a call. Better, more successful broadcast. <laughs> Yep. Mm. So given that Alan's gone into a lot of detail about his life thus far, he then goes on to say that between 1984 and 1987 nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. This, this cannot be true, but is this because he doesn't know he's hiding something or he's embarrassed or ashamed <laughs> In 1984, nothing, nothing happened. happened. Yeah, In 1985, yeah.
4: nothing happened. That's an interesting theory that maybe he's got something to hide about those years.
2: Yeah, we just need to know the 84 to
0: 87 years, don't no, we? No. Or was he just being lazy, didn't really have anything to, to write? Wanted to is he saying him... Or are you saying the writers? that's the joke yeah. Yeah. yeah it also shows that he uh, he doesn't know how to pace a book in that basically yeah. at yeah. this point he's he's got three whole years where he's got nothing to say later in the book he's going off on five page tangents about Nando's ordering systems yeah. and oh so that's so on. key information yeah, 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 that's it true. is important
4: yes you kind of go from nothing happening to Alan writes how have I gone from the costed glamour of our price radio to the snarling balls out toughness of sports reporting <laughs> balls out <laughs>
2: glamour
0: of our price radio <laughs>
2: <laughs> costed glamour uh, yeah and he he kind of develops as a as a as a sports reporter for for local radio and then he gets his what ultimately proves to kind of be his big break really he's commentating on some mm. archery when a female steward is badly hurt uh, at the archery competition she gets an arrow into the arm and there's a whole section. I mean, I'm not going to read it verbatim. But I mean, really do listen to the audiobook because it's so yeah. good about... His, he basically reels off a fantastic bit of So he's basically giving a live commentary on, on, this on woman an being, injured
4: steward. Exactly, yeah.
2: yeah. And actually, when you listen to it in the audiobook, it's actually mm. quite a good bit of commentating. He doesn't pause for breath. He doesn't get phased by it. He kind of nails it, really. It's
0: believable that it could be his big break, Exactly, it? When he yeah. describes her as a human kebab, or if you prefer, some kind of lady lolly. And arguably,
4: <laughs> that actually kind of makes sense that... Alan broke through in this world because it's the one thing he's good at, then everything else he's tried. Uh, above and beyond that he's basically yeah, reaching yeah.
0: A, a beyond, above his station if he'd stayed at this level yeah. apart from not understanding sport very well yeah. <laughs> he'd have been fine Well,
4: yeah that, that's a good point i guess as you get further into on the the day today he he clearly knows nothing about any sport
0: there's a couple of bits from the commentary which are actually really good
2: uh he, he says uh the saint john's ambulance are nearby not doing anything of course but i'm sure they're trained to administer medical care um and then he says the arrow's out it's out it's been plucked from a woman like a pointy Excalibur. Well done, that man. Right, next to shoot is Mark Allen. So he doesn't even pause, <laughs> he just goes straight back in. Um, so that kind of, I mean, in the 90s, you didn't really necessarily have things going viral as you do now, but like that, kind of, that broadcast kind of put him on the map a little bit and
0: he actually became a yeah. bit of a, as in his mm-hmm. own words, hot property. That said... He's presented this very much as his big break, but I've just spotted the final paragraph. says, And so it was that six months later, I was included on a round robin circular memo to BBC reporters. Look, it doesn't matter about the time frame. This is his big break. Oh, so, yeah, but Hang on, oh, another key point here. We've called <laughs> it his big break. Six months later, he was included on a round robin circular memo to BBC reporters. So he wasn't headhunted. He was just CC'd on an email. Yeah, he was a wanted man. But brings us to chapter seven, joining the BBC. Over to you, Tom, to give us an update on the track listings. Your mandatory
4: listening for this chapter are the songs Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel and Tusk by
0: Fleetwood Mac. actually two very good songs. Yeah, Yeah, it's great, great, great choices. Um, So Alan is working at Radio 4. Very much the BBC One of radio, <laughs> which it kind of is yeah, in some respects, that. to be fair. Yeah. You can give him that one. Um, Alan feels the need to call all of his colleagues to let them uh, know about his new job. Uh, and they stoically display almost no emotion. <laughs> but I imagine that's purely because they literally couldn't They'd... give less of a shit. I'd imagine half
4: the people he's calling are like, who are you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also does that only to then find out that uh, the show he's moving to on the hour is to be a weekly show so he's actually only needed in London on a Friday yeah um, the part I wanted to kind of spend a bit of time on and wanted it, uh, for those of you that have read the book where Alan goes on to talk about the audit of his desk he talks at length about uh, the setup of the desk the layout why he's chosen yeah. to put things where and then he also talks about putting a layout sketch in the appendix but does this happen? no, no. there's not a sketch no. in the appendix he said he would put it in the appendix free of charge but there is no desk no layout, which I actually think would have enhanced the book to have yeah. to have that included.
4: Uh, there, there is also what I would imagine is a book-specific gag where he writes about arriving in London to start the show. He writes on the morning of the show, I'd arrived at London's brackets, check name of station, and that's how it stays in the <laughs> yes. So I yeah, can't yeah. remember what they do on the audiobook. <laughs> they don't
0: say that. They probably just cut that line out, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says at the height of his popularity as well, he was receiving um, five or six pieces of fan mail a quarter. <laughs> a which, quarter? Yeah, which he's obviously <laughs> very proud of. Um, I'm not sure if that's necessarily anything to be bragging about. Um, but I guess fair to say at this point, he is kind of slowly on the rise. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's, he's not kind of on the way back down. He is kind of slowly kind of going up. Um, so so that's uh, yeah. He also says uh, that he thinks uh, he, he breezed the interview. Thankfully for me, uh, that's all it took. Along with a ninety-minute interview, a written exam, a series of <laughs> psychometric tests, and a submission of a full portfolio of my work, which reminds me a bit of uh, Tom Dark and I met over a very gruelling yeah. job interview, uh, where the first step was to build a guitar out of macaroni. What?
4: Oh <laughs> yeah, very yeah, yeah.
0: Verbal reasoning tests and the all music sorts. industry is fine. It yeah. was like being on the X Factor, but nobody yeah. was watching. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. Uh,
4: Yeah, so Alan talks about um, the nerves that he felt upon uh, arriving at the BBC and the opening editorial meeting, uh, saying... Nerves fluttered around his stomach is a hard feeling to describe, but it was almost as if someone had put moths in my tummy. And then later on in the chapter, he get questions tumble around my head like trainers in the washing machine
0: that I've mentioned on two previous occasions. (laughs) Um, He also talks about a term that I'd never heard, uh, namely tea aids which uh, (laughs) is is when someone puts the spoon back in the bowl, which he um, likens to someone sharing a needle, which seems like a slight exaggeration, but I can see what he means. It's a serious business. You definitely want clean cutlery when you're talking about a cup of tea, right? So what
2: you're saying is you're on board with it, you just think the extremity of
0: AIDS is the issue. I, I would agree, yeah. In pr- <laughs> in principle, I buy into what he's saying. Yeah. Right? Think tea he's... flu? Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, bit more, that's yeah, a bit yeah, more yeah, reasonable. Yeah, a yeah. bit more acceptable. Uh,
4: and then just just the kind of context around that. So that's when he's in the first editorial meeting with the on the hour team, isn't it? And he's just thinking all about this tea-aid stuff in his head and... <laughs> And then he just kind of bursts out with it so nobody has any idea what he's
0: talking about. Um, He also inadvertently mentions here that uh, Fernando used to have a turtle and he reversed a car over its head. (laughs) (laughs) I was so ashamed by my behavior vis-a-vis T aids that I retreated into my shell like a turtle would if it realized it was about to have a car reverse over its head. Brackets. And for the record, Fernando shouldn't have let it out of its cage in the first place. (laughs) You're not even it's supposed to keep turtles in cages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good point. In
2: tanks.
4: It's
0: someone else's fault, though, and that's the key yes, point. Yes, someone <laughs> yeah, else's yeah. fault. Uh,
4: did anyone else enjoy Alan's description of the London Tube network as well?
2: Uh, please go ahead.
4: Uh, so Alan talks about obviously travelling to London and getting getting to uh, the BBC on the tube, and he describes it thus: comprised of a hidden network of mysterious <laughs> subterranean tunnels. How did they get there? Where did they end? It's at work for eighteen hours a day, hurtling busy Londoners around their capital at almost twice the speed of walking. So <laughs> that was quite fun. Very good.
0: So that takes us to the end of this chapter, and next up is a mighty big fish for a pond this size um we are coming as always to tom dog to give us an update on the track listings so your required listening for this
4: chapter will be lovers of battlefield by pat benatar and amateur hour by sparks
0: so this opens with a very uh, ear catching slash eye catching sentence depending if you listen to the audio before reading <laughs> uh, who are you i don't bloody know you anymore
2: the cracks are starting to appear in the in the marriage here, aren't they? Yes.
0: Yeah, Harold. Yeah. I like his description of the aftermath of this. Uh, he eased her out of the way and put the takeaway menus back into the top drawer. It should have been second drawer down, but I wasn't thinking straight.
2: <laughs> so I've got a question here. If you're going back to your parents' say and uh, you uh, you get you're getting a train back and you stock up on snacks, have you ever done this thing that Alan does here, where basically he has a little bit too much to eat and drink and then can't have the dinner? Uh, when you get home
0: oh I always have the dinner <laughs>
2: <laughs> just double down yeah I suppose you could always double down yeah. I've definitely done that where I've had a little bit too much and mum's gone oh I've made a lasagna and I'm like oh I don't really want it and you feel really guilty but obviously Alan's not thinking that because he's uh, he's,
0: oh, he's, God, no. he's, he's high on the being at the BBC isn't and he and he's had half a bottle of wine he doesn't remember the colour of the train <laughs> home and he's out of control um, he, he kind of descri- he's a self-described monster at this point which I think yeah. is probably something of a, a slight exaggeration but um, to put that into perspective he was kind of um, I guess growing more into this sort of local celebrity persona that he kind of bestowed upon himself so for example and this is something that throws back to some of the uh, earlier um, partridge that we've seen on TV he is allowed to browse in Tandy on his own nice in December 93 94 and 95 <laughs> <laughs> to be fair at the peak shopping period before well, christmas i was going to say like uh you can you can laugh all you like but tandy was definitely high street gold at one point would you say maplin is today's tandy well i, I it think wishes it, it was i was going to say i think it very much is in the shadow of what tandy was <laughs> it's, just, it's just that uh, yeah i don't know what happened to tandy probably bought out by someone if you're just tuned in you're listening to the long retail <laughs> 80s retail podcast <laughs> i was just going to say at this point um uh, where alan's kind of talking about um, you know being a local celebrity did anyone have any local celebrities in town? As they were growing up? Uh, yes, Gus Honeybun. What? <laughs> Gus Honeybun is a sort of uh, West Country TV rabbit. That is like, (laughs) like, like very much the, the local threadbare Gordon the Gopher of its day. I think I once entered and won a coloring competition set by Gus Honeybun on TV AM or TSW, whatever the local Southwest TV. I've literally never heard of Gus Gus Honeybun. Gus Honeybun would come on against like a terrible blue screen of like a rainbow or some shit. And then it would just (laughs) bounce up and down and read out people's birthdays. And that was pretty much it. Wow. If
4: that's a fictional, like, rabbit puppet I don't think that counts as a real local celebrity does it <laughs> I mean
0: point. if I queued up to meet it does that not make it a celebrity I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, good point there you go uh, oh, I've,
4: I've just done a google there he is yeah.
0: yep. so look a- at, lovely looking he uh, is real. not a celebrity <laughs> <laughs> We'll, right. put a, we'll put a picture of Gus Honeybun <laughs> on the socials for uh, anyone who wasn't in the West Country in the eighties to enjoy. Uh,
2: the best one that I had was a former world snooker champion, Peter Ebden, lived quite close That's to our school, good. so he would turn he'd come to our school and bring the he won the world championship one year and he brought the trophy and you were allowed to go and have a little look at the world oh. snooker trophy. Yeah, yeah, it uh,
0: producer Jed's favourite band, Muse, came from the uh, town quite near quite near me, <laughs> Tynmouth, a little seaside town. Jed loves Muse.
4: People used to talk about, I think. Uh... Ray from the lead song of the Trogs.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Is it Ray? I I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I had um, uh, one of the Birds of a Feather... Uh, Jed will know. Oh. Um, it was you yeah, yeah. you used, You've used in... two words there, yeah, Jed yeah. as well. They opened a performing arts school for her in Bristol. I think. Really? I yeah. oh,
4: used to see those adverts yeah, on the back yeah. of buses. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Alan, yeah. So Alan, being a local celebrity, he describes himself. He describes it thusly: In Norwich, I was now a seriously big dog. I was receiving, <laughs> I was receiving more sexual advances than ever before. Many of them from women. <laughs> <laughs>
0: at this point in the book we get one of many references that uh, flesh out his relationship with Sue Cook uh, it says yes. Sue Cook appeared on screen and in my tipsiness I began to talk in gushing terms about her she'd always reminded me of Jeff Archer's wife Lady Archer does not know her name sophisticated <laughs> and demure but having got to know her a little bit I realised she had a wonderful sense of humour and had a loathing of other presenters that I found quite wonderful <laughs>
4: Ah, so that's the, that's the real reason why they bonded
0: isn't it yeah. she hates the people he, he hates he paints her <laughs> as a very caustic person although we have chatted to Sue Cook in real life about yeah. Alan and uh, she was more than happy to work play along and actually was very very nice
4: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thanks Uh, and it's uh, there are several more mentions of Sue Cook in the book from Alan and he doesn't hold back on his feelings no he does not does he
0: more Cook watch to come absolutely Uh, Alan's VO work um, also starts to increase although uh, unfortunately uh, he takes on some work at a local dog track where the dogs are chasing (laughs) actual rabbits (laughs) not (laughs) Gus Honeybone I hope (laughs) 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 maybe that's that's where he went (laughs) (laughs) he did stop reading out my birthday after a few years this and is, Nick, we should just explain VO work is what does that mean? Voiceover. Voice over. Voice over. Uh it's also at this point that he takes on an assistant. Sure. Who might that be? Well, can we can we <laughs> refer to her by name? No. I mean Alan doesn't, so we should probably follow his uh follow his lead. Yeah, I mean the the crucial thing from his perspective is that she's affordable over being competent. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I like that he phrases it, to manage my affairs, and also because I deserved one, I took on a personal assistant.
0: Yeah. Uh, And also...
4: (laughs) He describes her as a a local spinster who lived with her mother. And is it safe to assume that her situation essentially never changes throughout the whole Alan's time? Well, she's
0: slightly less of a spinster when Gordon's on the scene during I'm Alan Partridge, but I I believe that ends badly. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He takes her on in 1992. Is that an inconsistency with her knowing Chris Feather in the 70s? No,
0: it isn't, because I think he says that she does some occasional work for him before that. okay. Great, I right. believe that's correct. Well,
4: yeah, and you also have, she works in a very junior capacity at Radio Broadland and Great Yum. So yeah, she's... They, their paths she, could have crossed. She's, been, her, she's, she's been around. She's been on the scene. Yeah. I think she
0: probably met Chris Feather coming up in yeah. the yeah. scene.
4: But yeah, I, I've kind of got faith that the way they've written this book, that, that I think they've kind of fact-checked everything to make sure it all I remember together. them saying it that they've,
0: they've got a giant comprehensive Alan timeline of where he was at every point in history that they refer yeah. to. To see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also more retail news as Alan talks about a Burton's gold card. <gasps> I love this. Which <laughs> he is shaking just thinking about. <laughs> Has anyone checked if a Burton's gold card did or does exist? Burton's still a going concern. I'm
4: pretty it? sure they did. I do remember those kind of retail cards being a thing. <laughs> so it's a safe bet Burton had them. Uh, there's
0: also a lovely bit towards the end. I might be jumping ahead. He jumped ahead. Go on, go on. Well, he he, he just proclaims, "Guys, I've gone gold," <laughs> and then lost consciousness. <laughs> that, lost consciousness. It passes out because he's no. got Burton's card. Yeah. Doesn't it, what? What does it entitle you to again? Because it doesn't actually. Um, it's not like free. I think clothes, it's basically it? just a store card, probably. Oh, here we go. Uh, the limit. The limit was reduced on the bo- the Burton Gold <laughs> store card in 2008. Uh, it used to have a 250 pound limit, uh, but now they've reduced the limit to 100 pounds. Nice. Good Burton's gold card knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as we've kind of mentioned, he was very much drunk on the ale of celebrity. He recalls a time where he's on a packed uh, train where he was next to a war hero who was um, missing, missing, missing a limb. Yeah, yeah. amputee. Yeah, an, yeah. Amputee, an amputee. Yeah, and the train um, uh, full of people suddenly starts uh, bursting into applause. Now, Alan at this point assumes that they are applauding him. He was quite irked that the amputee hasn't joined in. Yeah, the yeah, world. yeah, yeah. exactly. And then days later <laughs> realizes his mistake <laughs> that actually they were applauding uh, the war hero and not him, um, but uh, to kind of. To remedy that situation, he asks his assistant to place a box of chocolates on the cenotard. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that the uh, message has been received. One more quick thing on the Burton's gold card. I've looked up the uh, the actual benefits that Alan gets from this. It's a complimentary shoehorn and free alterations on every suit purchased. Amazing. More than enough to make you lose consciousness. And I think for him, that's a real career high. <laughs> I
4: was going to go back to the amputee incident. Yeah. That's actually a really interesting point in the book because it's the only occasion where Alan seems to really... Uh, experience humility because he actually realises that something wasn't all about him yeah
0: yeah yeah although and it does
4: take him days to realise yeah. and he does
0: say if I could have given my legs to that soldier after being killed in a car accident perhaps <laughs> I definitely would have done uh, any other points before we move to the next yes chapter? one sly uh, one slide dig at the military services from Alan uh, presumably because uh, when this book was published the uh, the Iraqi fake photos in the daily mirror was still very much part of everyone's yes. mind he said I felt so stupid because without exception those guys military personnel out there whether they're disabling landmines driving tanks or photographing inmates are all heroes
1: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
3: Super Talk! Brought to you by Ginster's Pasties. Hello listeners,
4: Tom Dark here. Uh, Just cutting in, because that brings us pretty much to the end of our analysis of Alan's early years. Uh, So for those of you that missed it, next up we are going to a game of Partridge Amongst the Pixels that we originally broadcast live on our Facebook page. Why not guess along at home as we pit various Partridge terms against one another for search engine supremacy? We now cross over live, uh, not live, to Adam Brooks of the past.
0: Take it away, Adam. What we thought we would do uh, around about now is play a game of Partridge Amongst the Pixels. Uh, So Partridge Amongst the Pixels, for those who haven't uh, delved into it before, is basically where I take search terms on Google Trends uh, relating to Alan and the world of Partridge, and we pit them against one another to see which worldwide, over the last 12 months, is the most popular. Uh, So I've got, uh, just to run through the rules here, I've got 20. Uh, The idea is that you all confer uh, and then give me one solid answer. Uh, so you want a group answer. I want a group answer, yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, why not play along at home as well? Just very quickly, uh, Claire Owen, hello. She says, hello. hi, guys. So hello, Easy Claire for you to say. Yeah, very
0: easy, easy <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, for you to yeah, play along do, at home. If you do want to play along at home, feel free to comment, uh, especially if you're on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Partridge Pod. You're already there if you're watching it. Um, comment underneath and we'll uh, we'll get through any questions or comments uh, as best we can. So there's 20 rounds. Uh, we need uh, a confirmed answer from the group. Um, if you get it right, then you'll hear this noise. The, the famous uh, bell. The monkey tennis bell. There we go. Um, and then at the end of the round, we'll basically know whether you're good or whether you're a bunch of Dan Underless shids. I think we know the answer already, <laughs> don't we? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We right. are very, very good. We are experts in our field. <laughs> As we've been focusing on eye partridge, most of these are partridge, are eye partridge related. Okay. okay. So to start with, number one, uh, on Google Trends, worldwide, last 12 months, I pitched the following companies against one another. Pear Tree versus Apache. Oh. Both I'd titans th- in Alan's uh, entertainment world. I'd go Apache, uh, I think. I think I'd
4: agree. Pear Tree sounds a bit... Well, I don't know. I mean, also, how, how does this work? Like, because Pear, pear tree, tree is could two, be separate, it was two separate, two separate words. words. Pear,
0: space, tree. Yeah. Is how I've okay, okay should we go Apache? It? Apache. Yeah. You're saying Apache, yeah, yep. you're
2: correct. Boom. All right, it's yeah. Apache. Let
0: me mark that down on my score sheet. One massive one piece hand. of paper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, round two. Two uh, seminal figures in Alan's life, both covered in depth in Eye Partridge. Pete Gabatas versus Chris Feather. <laughs> Chris Feather. Uh, Chris Feather. Yeah, it's got to be nice and generic. Yeah. Chris Feather. Pete, Pete Gabatas <laughs> is very specific. Yeah.
4: He does get a lot of mentions though.
0: Hmm. I go, I'm going Feather. It's a tricky okay. one because for all we know, there might be someone yeah, in like Oklahoma a called exactly. Pete yeah. Gabitas who is an absolute legend. I reckon there's more people called Feather than there are Gabitas. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Okay, okay, let's go
4: Feather. Final yeah. answer.
0: Yes. yes. The Feather takes it. Are there any let's famous
4: take. other Chris Feathers that we should be aware of?
0: Uh, I don't know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> don't credit me with any That's research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, three, it's a uh, partridge play on words for you here. Hayes or Graces? Hairs or graces?
4: Interesting. I mean, Um, graces. Yeah. Graces. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Correct. That's three on three. That's Three three on three. Well done. Okay. Uh, this is uh, a common point brought up when people are talking about iPartridge. partridge the fact that uh, alan uh, doesn't uh, very or doesn't really refer to his assistant by name mm-hmm. uh but what about google <laughs> <laughs> part four assistant versus lynn oh that is brilliant <laughs> uh, again go assistant. Uh, I'd go assistant i'd go assistant it assistant yeah. must be. it must, it be, it must assistant. be yeah of yes. course yeah yep. Yep. of course um we're okay it. we're nailing it do uh, we, come we need to... to do a quick refresher on what the rules are? Did, did we explain at the beginning? What, uh... Uh, I'm certainly happy to go through. Um, Maybe just as a quick, at this point, reminder of how you've uh, measured and ranked these. Yeah, a yes. few people have joined us over the last yeah. couple of minutes. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah, basically I looked on Google Trends, which shows you how popular a search term is in comparison to another search term. Um, you can change all kinds of parameters, but I've gone for pe- uh, worldwide popularity over the last 12 months. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, th- some of these, there's quite obviously a favourite in Alan's world, but how does it translate into... The real world yeah. slash our world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's our universe and there's the <laughs> Alan universe. <laughs> so Different round, timelines. Round five uh, pits two uh, two women against one another. <laughs> it's Carol versus Sonya. Who Ooh. will emerge
2: victorious? <laughs> could could Carol include things like Christmas Carol? No, no.
0: It, well, if you if well, you've it only searched, do. yeah, no, no. But you've only searched Carol, not Christmas uh, Carol. Carol. Right, yeah. So I would
2: probably yeah, I'd but people, still, people
4: could Google for a yeah, uh, Carol and yeah. then yeah, it could
0: uh, yeah, but Google trend data will just be against Carol. I still think it's Carol. It, could, it yeah, yeah it probably it's Carol. is it's, it's Carol. Is Carol. It's yes. Carol. <laughs> I mean, the, I think the clue there is is probably that Sonya is spelt with a J. So So uh, yeah, we didn't think of that. <laughs> Pretty low in the old rankings. Um, two uh, two important concepts uh, that are discussed at length in I Partridge, uh, but have no real relation to one another. Round six. Skirmish versus Tea Aids. <laughs>
4: skirmish skirmish or T-Aids. well it's, skirmish. it's got to be skirmish, skirmish hasn't it yeah I've never heard
0: yeah it's got to be skirmish it's the quickest round yet yeah. <laughs> correct it's skirmish
4: I'd imagine t is only going to yield results from yeah. I Partridge mentions yeah mm. uh,
0: speaking of niche, <laughs> <laughs> We're round niche round seven is possibly uh, possibly the nichiest <laughs> yeah I believe so niche <laughs> I was searching for the right word but yes nichiest is the right word or yeah. niche if you're American yeah. sure. never <laughs> niche Come never on. niche hello uh, to our American fans, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> round seven. Oh 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 oh, open <laughs> it versus that, yeah 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 Yes, it's yeah 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 yeah. Yes, is Yeah, that's fine. Well, it was actually a trick round. There is not enough data. <laughs> I, He's told done you, us. I told He's you. I told you. Us. I told you it was niche. <laughs> We're all winners. Yeah, in a way. Uh, in a way. <laughs> eight two radio adversaries slash pals of Alan's. Uh, that we've covered on previous podcasts. Dave Clifton versus Pat Farrell. Oh, I like it. I would,
2: I would immediately go Clifton. I think I would go Clifton as well. He's been in more Partridge-related yeah. things, so it's got to be Clifton. But it's not
0: just Partridge. It's the term, Dave Clifton. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. but it, I still think the majority of that search term is driven by Partridge. You, you've got to factor in how many other Dave Clifton's yeah. versus Pat, Pat Farrell's. Farrell's will be I, there. I'm still going Ooh, Clifton. There could be more I Pat I think Pat Farrell's, Farrell's a more common name. Oh, there's
2: some Pat Farrell oh, is God. the bit that makes me think it's more popular than Well, Clifton. you two think it's Pat Farrell, don't you? So I've got to go with the group consensus. I, I'm yes. going to say on. Pat
0: Farrell. Don't let it come to blows, okay, guys. Okay, let's, let's it's, go Farrell. It's really just yeah, a okay. bit of fun. You're saying Pat Farrell? Yeah. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Well done. I would have, for the record, I would have gone Dave Clifton yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I think Clifton is a more uh, a, a, a term that has more meanings outside yeah, yeah. of just surnames. But well, okay. But you are you, 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 you wrong. wrong. We're yeah. wrong, really. I'm statistically wrong. Yeah. Uh, If you're just joining us, this is uh, Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge Fan Podcast. We're just going through uh, Partridge Amongst the Pixels. We pit uh, Partridge terms against each other in terms of which is most popular worldwide on Google Trends.
2: Quick interruption. Sorry, this is producer Jed. He didn't get a chance to uh, introduce himself. Oh yeah, Jed, the man behind the wizardry that is Monkey Tennis production.
0: This technically counts as an episode, so you can have one word if you'd like to the people at home. Burger sauce. Oh, Oh, two again! Two two (laughs) Burgersauce. Unbelievable. Obsessed. His crusade for burger sauce knows no (laughs) bounds. Uh, Okay, round 10. It's another. We're at the halfway point. The halfway point point now. Yes, we're at the halfway point. Uh, In round one, we pitched Pear Tree against Apache, and Apache came out victorious. But what happens when you pitch Meteor Productions versus Blue Barn Media versus Gordale Media? It's a triple threat. It's a
4: triple
2: threat. I mean. Can we we get those options again? Yes,
0: it's Blue Barn Media. Meteor Productions and Gordale Media. I'd go
2: Meteor, I think. Uh,
0: I think the clue is going to be in... Start with, is it Productions or Media? And then which one of the... So mm. start... Uh, I still think I, I think Meteor. Productions... So Blue Barn and Gordale are the media companies and Meteor is Productions. Oh, but I feel like Meteor drags Productions <laughs> back down. Uh, Blue, Blue Barn, maybe? Blue Barn Media? Yeah. Right, I'm going towards say Blue Barn, Barn. based okay, on nothing. Saying Blue Barn... It's Meteor Productions. Oh, oh dear, idea. Oh wrong, wrong, wrong. God, this has been yeah. so
4: exciting. Yeah. I, d- I wasn't prepared nah, nah. for this
0: level of excitement. <laughs> Everyone agrees. Okay. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so, so actually, we're at round 10 now, which is halfway through. Okay. Uh, yep. Let's so, roll through um, them. Yep. It's two uh, <laughs> two celebrity friends of, well, I say friends, uh, friends of Alan's. Bill Oddie versus Sue Cook. Ooh, this Bill is, is Oddie. a big one. I think I go Oddie. Yeah. yeah. I think I go Oddy. Yeah. Really? Yep. Ooh. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to get us with the old yeah, double yeah, bluff, yeah. didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, right. can, you can tell why I'm such a competent poker player, can't you? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Round 11. It's, uh, it's two of Alan's many. There's a lot of systems that, uh, that Alan conjures up in iPartridge. Mm-hmm. Two of them yep. here. Which of these is more popular in Google Trends worldwide in the last 12 months? Controlled anger release splashing <laughs> <laughs> or short burst underwater crying? Um, second one. Underwater crying. The second one's got more. Underwater words. crying? Yeah. I think the second one. Yep. You're going for underwater yep. crying? Yep. There or is was,
4: was there not enough data? There was <laughs> not <laughs> enough data. <laughs> there was not <laughs> enough data.
0: <laughs> <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. Okay. Um, so did, did we get that right? I think we got that right. right. So yeah. t- technically, you've got you've only got two wrong so far. Um, 12, last laugh or first broadcast? Ooh. Both used uh, across iPartridge. Last, last laugh, I think. Yeah, last yeah. laugh.
4: I'll go with the group consensus. I would think first broadcast. Oh
0: god, he's throwing a curveball! Oh no, no, I'll, I'll go with the group. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. It's on the chopping block. You sure? Yes. yes. Needless to say, you've <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, round thirteen. We need to talk about Alan versus. We need to talk about Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. 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 Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that might be tricky. (laughs) That was not tricky. Okay. uh, They've rebadged it, you fool. Round 14. Is it Radio Norwich or North Norfolk Digital? Radio Norwich. Radio Norwich. Radio Norwich. Radio Norwich. It's Radio Norwich. Round 15. Go on, into the final straight. Skirmish or Swallow? Two beloved TV... Swallow, Swallow, Swallow. It's Swallow.
2: Yep. Smashing this.
0: 16.
4: It's almost like we know the source material and what's going to happen.
0: Nothing much happened to Alan between these years. But which is bigger, 1984 <laughs> or 1987? 84. Taylor 84. Swift.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, that's 89. No, that's, yeah. Oh yeah, a, yeah. idiot. <laughs> also,
0: George <laughs> George Orwell. <laughs> yeah. George yeah. Orwell. 1984.
2: Yeah, see that's Van the, the thing it's very easy to get Taylor Swift and George Orwell mixed up? Yeah, I like yeah. yeah, find that. Yeah. that a lot, yeah, especially
0: yeah. across a crowded room. Yeah. <laughs> 84. 84. It's 84. Year of my birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm uh, <laughs> the first two terms in the index for I Partridge, but which is more popular round 17 ABBA or Al-Qaeda and when I,
4: <laughs> and
0: when I say popular I mean in terms of Google search yes, okay okay <laughs> That is hard. Okay, uh,
4: okay, I would anticipate a lot of people spelling Al-Qaeda incorrectly,
2: ooh,
0: which would skew the search
4: results.
2: Nice. So I would go ABBA. Good insight. Good
0: insight. Good. I like the I thought. I could be wrong.
2: No, no, no. I like, the, I way also I feel like the way, way like your mind term- works. In
0: terms of like internet coverage over, say, the last 15 years. We're talking about the last 12 months. <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I know that. But okay. I, I, I like
2: I, the way Tom thinks. So I, li- I, think- I like the Thanks way to Tom thinks as well. <laughs> He's played
0: Google at his own game. I'm still thinking Al-Qaeda, but I'm happy to go with ABBA. I'm going ABBA. Okay, it's ABBA. You're going ABBA? It's Abbas. 18. (laughs) A battle that played out in real life with fatal consequences. 18. Forbes McAllister versus Antique Dueling Pistols. (laughs) Antique Dueling Pistols. Antique Antique Dueling Pistols. You'd think, wouldn't you? But no, it's Forbes McAllister. Oh, really? Really? oh wow. Genuinely. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Google. Uh, I, I am genuinely yeah. stunned by that. Coming towards the end now, uh, round 19. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, throughout iPartridge, Alan is desperate to get a show commissioned with the name Alan's Show. Yes. So which is more popular <laughs> on Google? Alan's Show versus the phrase any other name. <laughs> <laughs> any oh, other name. Yeah, any other name. Yeah. Any other name. I'll go
4: with the group, but I'm not
0: sure. Any other name. But we'll go with the group. It's any yeah. other name. I'm now sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, just for a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun just, fun. just a bit of self-indulgent fun. Apologies <laughs> to everyone at home who was hoping for a final Alan-themed Tom Stab versus Nick Older versus Tom Dark versus Adam Brooks <laughs> <laughs> versus Jed Shepherd. which is most popular oh, on Google oh, Trends. Brilliant. Jed Shepard, I think. I think Jed Shepherd as so. well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah I mean, Jed
4: is basically a massive one-man
0: or, media conglomerate. Or Tom Dark. I think it's Jed Shepard. No, okay. I mean it's Jed Shepherd. I think okay. it's Jed. Why would it be me? Because the name is Tom. Yeah, or it could be Tom Stout.
2: Mm.
0: No, I don't think it's me. Okay. It's not in the order. Order. I'm, I'm going go to go Jed Jed have to Let's press you Jed. for an Let's answer. Let's go Jed. Jed. I'm going Jed. Jed. I mean, he is an international media mogul, but it's Tom Dark. Hey! Slightly concerning. Look at that. Yeah. I tried. So that brings us to, to the I'm end of the question. I'm not quiz. sure if I want to know more about why that <laughs> Let's have a look so now. I believe the scores on the doors are that you got three wrong across the whole thing. So that's a, an admirable 17 out of 20. I would have taken that at the start. Not yep. bad. Not yep. bad at all. Great okay. work. Hot topic and so that draws to a close this phase of I Partridge the early years uh, join us next week when we're going to be picking up with Tom Dark taking the helm as Alan makes the move to TV oh yeah very exciting uh, to get in touch with us it's thepartridgepod at gmail.com at thepartridgepod on Twitter uh, monkeytennispod on Instagram or facebook.com slash thepartridgepod um, don't forget to get tickets for our live show postpopodcast.com slash monkeytennislive we're going to be at the Prince Charles Cinema on the 22nd of November and we would love to see you there uh, that's pretty much it from us We'll see you next week for Alan's Move to TV. Until then, thanks and goodbye. Bye. Join us.
3: Monkey Tennis? Smelly Alan Fortridge. Linton Travel Tavern seemed an obvious choice. Monkey Tennis? At the BBC of all places. Be real. Monkey Tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. Monkey Tennis? I wish things had turned out differently, but I'm glad they didn't. Monkey Tennis? It will be called Alan's Show. I decided and would be absolutely ace. Monkey Tennis? But needless to say, I had the last laugh. Even on a budget,
4: quality is non-negotiable.